Hey everyone, this is part two. If you haven't heard part one, you should listen to that. Okay. So the next episode, Nadia, mm-hmm. episode four, I yeah. believe, um, this is when uh, she sells, uh, Carrie that is, sells uh, their uh, their place, right? Yes. Yes. And it's where we get introduced to Seema, Seema Patel, yes. who's her realtor slash Samantha replacement slash uh, emotional support uh, a person of color. Um, yes. <laughs> so now we've given one yes. to Carrie. Charlotte has one. Miranda has one. Um, yeah. Carrie has one. Very interesting. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. But yeah, you are right. It is less like they are auditioning a new Samantha and more they each have like their own Samantha in a way. Yes. Yes. And I'm not the first to put this has been, I feel like, discussed mm-hmm. at nauseum on the Internet where it's like so every single one of the white ladies gets a, a person from a. Uh, marginalized community to uh, be their bestie now. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, you know, you can debate all you want about whether that's a good idea or not. For me, it's about the characters. So I look at Seaman, I go, yes, we are definitely playing into uh, Samantha, Samantha isms, I should say. Yes, because she is, uh, I think she, very quickly we see she is the. What is the archetype I'm looking for? You know, kind of wild, kind mm-hmm. of like, oh, you gotta like date around, like, oh, I'm a little, uh, I'm a little boisterous, I'm a little, right. uh, you know, uh, not aggressive with men. What's the word I'm looking for? More like open, I guess, yes. about like dating and yeah. like, oh, and I sleep single, around with tons of guys. Yes. Yeah, which is a big aggressively deal. single. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, aggressively single yeah. is a good way to put it. Um, and in the meanwhile, Charlotte decides to cultivate a friendship with her emotional support person, I call her Lisa. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, meanwhile, Miranda and Naya also, again, they bond where like, I don't know about you, but I never went out to, I, I, I can't even imagine in grad school, like my sister is in grad school currently. I have yet to hear her say, when I went out to dinner with my professor, yeah, um, I can believe it in a world where it's like you are both of a similar age mm-hmm. and it's like a class maybe is a lot of like people in their 20s and you and the professor are one of the few people like in their 50s. I could see yes. and like maybe. Yes. The, the uh, real, but still. Yeah. The real thing is, would you discuss IVF, which is fairly personal yeah. with a mm-hmm. student? And if a professor yes. did that with me, I don't know. I don't know. I think I might yeah. be. Have you ever had a moment uh, in the entertainment industry where you're talking to someone and they share what you would otherwise think is a huge, deeply personal uh, piece of information uh, and they kind of share it sort of like, oh, this fun thing. And you're like, and in the back of your mind, yeah. you're like, oh, Uh-oh. yeah, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. That's a lot of oversharing for what I thought was just going to be a lunch. Yes, uh, my <laughs> version of that is I think of all the times now that when people at like a, a friendly party were like, how's it going? I'm like, I don't know. It's not great. <laughs> like, I'll, just be, I'll be like, like, I don't know. It's like hard out there. I just feel like I am not. It's not happening for me. <laughs> And I'll be like, why did I lead with that? And it's like, oh, it's like in my heart. But it's like, I could just say like, yeah, it's okay. But it's got to be like, I don't know. 
this is hard. This feels hard. I mean, I appreciate crying. that level of honesty. That said, yeah. I do think I get what you're saying. Yes, I don't know. For me, this conversation that they had, it's like to me, it's just sort of a setup for Miranda to be able to talk about, you know, her journey with motherhood. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Uh, and then, yeah, uh, Stanford goes to Japan and the end. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And, and then they get a divorce. Yes. And that's. So now Anthony is single. Arc. Um, yes. Oh, oh, furthering, I think, the theme of isolation and alienation and like the death of all these relationships. It's like now this marriage has fallen apart. Yes. Um, exactly. I do want to talk a, a little bit about uh, Charlotte's story in this episode because I, I do think it was very funny. Um, you know, they're concerned they don't have enough uh, African American friends. Mm-hmm. And they kind of go through their like Rolodex of black people to be like, who can we invite over? Do you remember yes. this? Yes, I do. Yeah. I was like, that feels like an accurate moment among uh, certain groups of people. That That's yes. something where uh, I believe it was Z-Way when she, before her Showtime show, she had her Instagram live show. And one of the things that she would put people on the spot and say is, name five black people. And the answers <laughs> were wild. They were yeah. just wild to see people struggle to name in like a, a time limit. And I was like, wow, I know you have friends. What's going on here? Um. Yeah, I will say in, in people's defense, it is when you are put on the spot and you feel like, oh, God, I have to answer this right or I will appear horrible. That's true. It's very difficult. That's true. To, I feel like you could ask someone uh, if they're, you know, know they're being broadcasted to, you know, thousands of people. And it's yeah. like, name five uh, pasta dishes. Be like, wow. Yeah, da, 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 da. Sp- spaghetti? Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like, the screw cork? Screw cork? Yeah, You're not even saying like the elbow, words. Right? Elbows? Elbows are a shape. Or what's, what's they, what are they actually called? Lasagna. It's like, yeah. It's, and it's like, yeah, it's hard, <laughs> hard to do. Hard to name anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Exactly. So to, to be fair, yes. But I think, yeah. yeah, the idea of Charlotte and Harry having to go through a Rolodex and go like, hmm, who do we know? Uh, feels yes. And again, I think it's a thing that it's like, oh, this is a certain type of rich white, uh, particularly New York liberal who it's not about actually diversifying their social circle. It's about the appearance of that. Like mm-hmm. we need to appear like people who have black friends rather than. Hey, th- we share similar interests. Oh, our kids go to school together. We're in the same, you know, world. Right. We can be friends. It's right. I need to make sure other people know I am the kind of person who has black friends. Yes. Yes. And what does that say about you when it's about the um appearance versus the authenticity, yes. the actual connection? This is it yes. feels a little disingenuous. I, I- Yes, and, and I, I believe is it in this episode where the ending is they go to the dinner party of the only white people at yes. a dinner party of all black people? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, that is uh, the twist. Then they get to feel like the outsiders. Yeah, and um, I think... But they don't really learn anything, which I think is a very interesting... You know what I mean? There's yes. no moment of like, ah, it just is like, oh, yeah, huh. Okay. Yes. Be- because there's no, they're not made to feel alienated in any like actual way where it's like, oh, the topics of conversation, you know what I mean? Because this is, these are all very, you know, upper class, uh, you know, Manhattanite uh, people. Mm-hmm. And so their topics and references are all stuff that they're aware of. I think there's like maybe a book 
that like Harry didn't read or something, but it's just, it's like, and I think they do the, the old, oh, I'm mistaking you for a different black person. Yeah. There's uh, a lot of joke. weirdness. There's a lot of weirdness that happens. I don't know that I love yes. it. It's, uh, yeah. it's a little cringe. Uh, and, yeah, and honestly, and true, true to life, no lessons are really learned. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> nobody really, uh, nobody really goes through that experience and goes like, ah, huh. Okay. I think I, I, I see now a little bit more about how people can segregate themselves and, uh, you know, how we can better integrate and, you know, breaking down some sort of, uh, barriers, uh, between cultures and, uh, ethnicity. It's like, no, it's just this sort of, uh. I have this experience and I move on <laughs> yes. without any sort of introspection. Yeah. And it's like they they sort of cement their friendship in a way where I go, okay, all right, sure. Mm-hmm. But it does feel like, r- really? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, yeah. it's, but the thing that makes more sense to me is the next episode where Carrie has to have hip surgery. Um, yes. So this, this feels is where I think authentic, horrifying. <laughs> things get really, things get really horrifying here. Yes. Uh, in one of maybe the most horrific scenes I've ever seen shot uh, on television, like that truly creeped me out in, okay. in a, a wonderful way. Yes. Uh. Yeah. So. So. So let's run through it. So basically, yes. uh, Carrie's got to have hip surgery, which means she's sort of out of commission. Mm-hmm. She needs to rely on her She's friends. older now. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm getting older. And not only is my has my husband died, but physically my body is starting to fail. Yes. Yeah. And the decay is apparent. She can't wear the same mm-hmm. kinds of heels. Uh, I've had mm-hmm. friends who have had uh, hip surgery before, and it is a painful recovery process. So Carrie's like, okay, I've got to recuperate. I'm going to do the pot at home. Um, she takes pain pills and ends up saying Samantha's full name during yes. a story, and then is like On the podcast, Oopsies. yeah. Uh, and then you know it's like, hey, hey, former bestie, is it cool that I did this? And uh, Samantha does not respond. Um, we'll get to the big thing in a moment. Um, because two things converge here. Uh, basically, Miranda is like, Charlotte sent me a book about quitting drinking. What Mm -hmm. the fuck? Uh, yeah. And then decides to... There's a deterioration of that friendship a little bit where it's like, how dare you? And Charlotte's like, I didn't do that, but you do have a problem. Yeah. And she's like, nope, I'm good. Uh, and instead, Miranda goes to take care of Carrie, which feels in character. Mm -hmm. And then... Che stops by to check in, and then Che and Miranda do shots, mm-hmm. and then start fucking in the kitchen. Yes. And Carrie uh, wakes up and yeah. sees this, and I believe she's calling out to Miranda for help, yes. right? She needs to go to the bathroom. Yes. Uh, I believe, and is like unable to get out of bed, mm-hmm. and is like struggling to do it. And so while her her best friend is hooking up with her boss slash coworker, I'm not like 100% clear on how the the podcast works. You know what I mean? Because yeah. Carrie does have another boss. I yeah, I don't think they ever fully explain it. <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever. Hooking up with a coworker of hers, 
um, <laughs> she uh, pisses herself. Yeah. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's it's bad. <laughs> terrifying situation. It's bad to watch. A, like a a good friend of your best friend having sex with someone you work with, you know, uh, like you wake up and then this person is here. You know yeah. what I mean? You did not expect for them to be there. It, this feels like a dream. And then you just kind of like soil it yourself. Mm-hmm. You're unable to take care of yourself. You're trapped in this nightmare. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> really scary. <laughs> I yeah. really felt for her. Here. I mean, it's. This is. It's not just uh, humiliating, but it's also such yeah. an act of betrayal where it's like, I entrusted mm-hmm. you to come to my apartment because you're a good friend of mine. And I thought that I could piss in private and have you help me piss in private and it would be fine because I am ill. I'm recovering from surgery. And instead for <laughs> your friend to come in and go, mm, I'm going to get drunk. And get, you know, uh, fucking finger blasted in your kitchen. It just feels like. Yeah. If and I, I guess also <laughs> the uh-huh. layer of cheating on your husband. You know what I yes. mean? It's like now you have made me like uh, like an accomplice to yes. marital infidelity yes. that I like didn't need to be. So it's like there's so much here. Yeah, where it's there's like, a lot and of And now I have to keep this like a secret, I think, from uh, Steve. Also, who I'm also friends with. I don't think Carrie's kitchen is probably very clean like she doesn't use that kitchen so it's just no. like <laughs> and especially if she you know had hip surgery you know she's not cleaning this right place. right yeah. uh it's the, the whole thing is just very very gross and i get if the idea is to show miranda has sunk so low like how yes. could she da, da, da. this is what her drinking has done to her you know but at the same yeah. time and i'm very like, darkly funny Yes. Like this is a, this is a kind of humor that you do not see in the original series. Something this just like awful. Yes. <laughs> and it's, depressing. It's there's something about it for me that's like I wonder moving into season 2 how much of Miranda's character is going to be this like I'm trying on a new me at this mm-hmm. age and how much of her actions here are really about like I don't know. I I guess what I'm saying is I wish at the beginning of the series they had somehow maybe overtly stated it's not just, oh, she's realizing she's unhappy or what have you, but maybe some sort of overt statement of like, I never did the fun stuff, you know? I never mm-hmm. had that wild night where I blacked out. I never, you know, yeah. I never uh did this kind of drug at this club or went on a weekender and, you know, binge drank until all of my stomach acid was in a toilet like that didn't happen for her and she doesn't say that she's not like reflecting on her youth and to me there's a very obvious thing of brady like brady could be not brady's just you know finger blasting his girlfriend in their house but like brady (laughs) Brady is to me a great like uh conduit for that where brady could be off having the the misadventures of being young And Miranda could be going, I never did any of that. I never did any of that. And then it kind of would make more sense for me that like, oh, she's now put herself in a situation where she's trying to make up for lost time. As opposed to what feels to me like a huge departure from her original character. Yes. And and, and a true act of self-sabotage and self-destruction that you really don't see on TV a lot. No. I mean, (laughs) like, like, yeah. This person is ruining... Their friendships, their marriage, 
it's it's wild to see. Yeah, there's um, there's the idea of sort of like the hot mess trope, and I think we've seen that mm-hmm. a lot over the last decade. Uh, flea bag is sort of an archetype for that, um, among others, a flight attendant, etc. But for Miranda to suddenly become the hot mess feels so out of character and out of place. Uh, and I don't what here's again in the same way that it's like oh I love the idea of let's examine. Um, women in their 50s going through things because we haven't seen a lot of that on television. If that was the case, like, what if your, what if your 56 year old friend was a hot fucking mess? You know? Yeah. That's different to me. That's a fun little, like, let's talk about that, uh, twist on what we've seen on TV versus the setup for it. I don't know. There's a, there's a, there was something missing for me. So then when I first saw the scene initially, I was just like, you let Carrie piss herself? What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. It, it's a lot. It, it definitely is a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think we should also touch on a little bit. This is, I think, the episode where Charlotte learns that her daughter Rose is non-binary yes. and goes by rock. Yes. Uh, and her and Harry are upset uh, yeah. when they learn this from the school uh counselor or it's like a zoom with like other parents i think yeah and i think they go to the the counselor and they're like what's this about and they're like oh well we don't talk about this stuff with the parents which is true and there's a reason for that it's to protect the child because yeah um charlotte and harry are pretty well-meaning and have a lot of learning to do not everybody uh in the same situation as rock gets those kinds of parents Yes, and I think this episode, if I were to sum this up, this episode is about like an unanchoring from reality. It's yes. people feeling like, <laughs> I do not understand my world anymore. Yes. Charlotte does not understand what's going on uh, with Rock. Uh, Carrie, I think, is, you know, recovering from surgery. Like her body is degrading and she experienced this sort of like <laughs> out of body experience where she is now like pissing herself and seeing her friend fuck her coworker. Uh, Miranda is becoming untethered from her world. Everyone is losing themselves. Yeah, it's yeah, they're unmoored, confused, and covered mm. in urine. Um, <laughs> which then brings us to yeah. the Diwali episode. Yes, this is an episode that uh, kind of lacks like cohesion or like a theme. Like I guess it's mostly about the A story of Carrie buying that like new apartment. Yes. And, like, she buys that new apartment then goes to the Diwali celebration where kind of nothing happens. Yeah, it's just, you know hey, I mean? like, like, some people have different dating experiences and their culture dictates how they're supposed to behave. And it feels yeah, a little it's like... it's like some people celebrate different holidays. <laughs> it feels and very like, schoolhouse okay. rock to me. It's like, yes. oh, Carrie's learning about India. Like, it just... Yeah. Uh, there's a little... Uh, I don't know. It's like, what's this? This is a sari. Like, I feel like there should have been, yeah. like, bouncing like, is letters. Is it okay if I wear a sari? It's yeah. like, if my family is inviting you into our home to celebrate our customs, yes, it would be appropriate to wear this. But yeah. no, you shouldn't wear it out on the street as a costume. Yeah. <laughs> it's like very, like, Let's lay very it prescriptive. Out. Yes. Yeah. And it, it, it's those moments where, like, in general, the first series when I go, what? Huh? Like, this is one mm-hmm. of those moments where I go, well, who who is this for? And then I have to remind myself, if you are part of the audience that may be caught onto the show much later, and perhaps you just don't know this information or 
Yeah. Uh, Look, are it's a great episode to watch it. if you are invited to a Diwali <laughs> celebration <laughs> and you just need to be like, I got to get the cliff notes like, well, what's expected of me? What do I have to do? Like, come on, hurry up. It's tomorrow. <laughs> like, do I have to bake anything? What do I? Like, <laughs> it's like watching this episode on like double speed. Just being like, all right, let's get through the apartment stuff. I need to. I think then this episode is for you. Uh, uh, yes. Oh, this is also where Carrie goes with Anthony to talk to plastic surgeon. So, mm-hmm. you know, something that I feel like maybe people don't know is it's like in uh, plastic surgery is sort of rampant, I think, in in many parts of the world, uh, but also a lot of communities, specifically gay men. So it makes a lot of sense that they would be like, let's talk about Anthony and trying to get a facelift. And then there's this moment where Carrie's like, okay, but what would it look like for me? And they mm. really go to town on this poor woman. And, like, I, it's it's effective. It's effective, in my opinion, for them to be like, well, we could do this to you and you need this done. And, da, 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 and just, like, pointing out, like, so here's why your face is bad and wrong now. Um, yes. And just sort of watching Carrie go, like, oh, yeah, I remember how I used to look. And I don't look like that anymore. And, like, the acceptance. It might be the beginning of the acceptance of, like, age. I am physically mm-hmm. different. Uh, and I think we also see that with, because uh, this time she buys the new apartment, and then there is a beeping. Yes. Right? Yes, this is the There's beeping. a beeping that she can't find and yes. can't locate and is so annoyed by this beeping that she then sells the apartment at yeah. the end of the episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's Which I trip. think is... I'm going, yeah, it's like, I'm going back, right? Where it's just like, I am not this person anymore. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I, I am, uh, I am, I can't turn back time. Yeah. I can't just buy a new apartment or buy a new face and feel young and cool and hip again. Right, so, exactly. So it's like the beginning yeah, no. of her, I wouldn't dare to call it radical acceptance, but maybe the beginning <laughs> of Carrie hearing the words radical acceptance and Googling it once and then going, yes. oh, interesting concept <laughs> and then leaving it at that. Uh, yeah. And then... Uh, oh, we should uh-huh. we should talk, talk about... I think th- was in this might have been the last episode, but the, the resolution to Miranda's alcoholism, yeah. which stops <laughs> truly after this. It, it does not continue. Yeah. Is she learns that she actually drunk ordered the book. It wasn't Charlotte. Yes. And yes. she goes, Oh boy, I have a problem. And then just stops cold turkey. Yeah. And which, then just uh, pours out all their liquor down the drain. And uh again, I I like to think if there's a thing that I have some experience with, it's alcoholics. And mm-hmm. this just felt so like I get Miranda, somebody who's like, I'm a corporate lawyer, I run marathons, but like I don't think with the amount she was quote unquote drinking if they're finding those little airplane bottles in her backpack uh that she is going to be able to just quit out of nowhere which then makes me wonder yeah, if, if you're carrying easy. like 40 pounds of liquor <laughs> around like, she's got, like you a don't just of like vodka on her at all times yeah. and she's like nope i'm done with that and that, listen i know some people who have been able to quit cold turkey i know people who have like they've they've quit and they relapsed and they've gone back and forth but Miranda's not getting any help. I don't see her going to therapy. I don't no. see her going to AA. I don't see her talking to anybody. It's not like we even see her in a forum or a chat. No, it's or just a done, right? It, yeah. it, it, this just stops after this, which I think is meant to 
make us feel like, oh, this is unreal, right? Like, again, reality, it's like no, no one's attached to any reality. Even this drinking problem is not real. <laughs> it yeah. just is like a state of mind that where you are just like falling apart. Yes. Uh, it's like meant to, I think, make you feel crazy. Yes. And meant to make you feel like these women are completely unmoored from anything. Yes. That's like even this drinking problem. It's like, no, we don't need to get help with this or I don't need to, or it's not a thing I am working through. It's just over. Yeah. Which I, I wonder if it will come back in season two. I kind of hope I it resurfaces. I think it won't. You think it won't? I you hope so done. too. I think they're done. I think they're completely done because I, I think, uh, <laughs> I think for the show, right. I think this was maybe in some ways supposed to symbolize. It's like, Oh, much like Carrie's like, oh, I'm going back. I'm going to find myself. This is Miranda's like, oh, I'm taking a step forward. Mm -hmm. Rather than like, I have completely lost myself, right? Like there's right. no, like, what's going on? Right. Where it's like, oh, you think you're getting better, but this is actually like worse. Yeah. This is actually like an, an insane yeah. to think that like selling this gigantic apartment that you bought like on a whim and then selling it on a whim is like making progress. Just yes. as it's like insane to think like, Oh, I've got my alcohol problem under control by just dumping out all your alcohol and being like, well, that's it. Won't yeah. drink again, you know? Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, and she goes to bars in future episodes. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, it's not like, that's probably like a bad idea, I think, uh, it, for it, someone who is recently struggling with alcoholism to it do. It just feels poorly done, in my opinion. Yeah. It feels like if you want a thing to showcase that a person is uh, going through something and is lost, then I, I've i yet to see any kind of hero's journey where suddenly they're lost, and then they go, nope, and then they find a map, and then they're suddenly yeah. unlost. <laughs> like, that lost oh. journey requires yeah. some introspection and a determination to fix themselves. So I guess that comes from Miranda pouring the bottles of alcohol down the sink but it just feels uh so off to me um Very which off. is which is is equally off as the next episode which is carrie finally goes on a date with a yes. handsome widower who, for like a uh, book right it's yes. like I, I could write a new book yeah about this next stage of my life right so i need to to date this right guy. carrie has written this whole thing about basically widowhood and her editor is essentially like this is fantastic we gotta end on an upbeat note. This is this is a fucking drag. You are depressing mm -hmm. the shit out of everybody with your uh, sorrow and loss, and your no Joan Didion. So, like, can we end on like <laughs> here's here's the next phase? And she goes, okay, fine, I'll go on a couple dates. You know, yeah. uh, right? I'll go on a that. couple dates, but like that Joan Didion comment felt a little pointed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying my best here. <laughs> I never claimed, you know, to be some a great author. I'm just, <laughs> just, just a gal writing a sex column. <laughs> I you know? apologize, Carrie. Uh, if you haven't, and if you're somebody out there who has experienced grief, you, I am probably the 400th millionth person to say, go read your magical thinking. Um, that said, <laughs> I like to envision that Carrie was like, I'm going to write my own year of magical thinking. And then yes, yes. Year of Magical Thinking doesn't have that um, to to my memory. It's it's yes, and it's then more memoir-y versus this, which kind of feels like it's. I feel like Carrie's book probably has an arc. Her 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 mm, her yes. widowhood book probably has the arc of like here's here's my grieving timeline. 
Yeah, for a mainstream audience, yes. I would say. Yes. Um, but uh, then their date, which is uh, these two adults. Yes. These two adults in their fifties. Yes. Uh, drink. I think so much. Yeah. Or they or they just have a low tolerance. It's it's not super clear. Um look call them they, <laughs> they both vomit <laughs> on each other. Yeah, on in the street. the street. They get yeah. they get that drunk. Hammered. They get, yeah. yeah, they get they get completely Another, like, disgusting moment. You know what I mean? Like a real yes. like ugh. Uh which again is to make us feel like this is insane. Yes. Like this, I think we are meant to feel just really like unwell watching this. (laughs) The part that makes me feel unwell is Miranda's like, let me try to get back with Steve and like, you know, let's try to get the sex Mm -hmm. back and going. And it like fizzles out just immediately. Like neither of them know how to touch a body anymore. And I just find this so unbelievable because to my knowledge from the previous series, the sex was never really an issue for them. It was all the other no. stuff. It was expectations yes. and how and value systems and like how are we going to uh, raise family together, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, and so sex never felt like that was a problem. And again, Steve is a bartender who now opens and runs a bar. You're telling, and then like in the movies had a a brief affair. Like you're telling me Steve doesn't know how to fuck, really? Yeah. Definitely, this is uh, ground that we've uh, covered before yeah. in Sex in the City, which is interesting that it's like brought up again because it's like nobody's learned anything. Yeah. There is no, like nothing has been settled. You think it has, but it really hasn't because no one has actually learned any lessons and no one's actually done any work to look inside themselves and be like, hmm, who am I? Yeah, <laughs> what yes. do I want? Yes. Yes. Uh, and then we get this bit with Charlotte where. She and Harry are teamed up with Lisa and her husband to play tennis uh, and then get really competitive about it, which feels yeah. like. This is our I, like wacky sea story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like we need to lighten up between <laughs> between the bad sex and the bad dates and all of the vomit. We need, <laughs> we need Harry yeah, to yeah. get upset that they're not winning at tennis. Yeah, it's just like older people playing tennis and like lunging after a ball. Yeah. You know, which yeah. is. Uh, uh, and Lots then, of yucks. Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, uh, on top of which, we have uh, Miranda being like, Che, you want to hang out again? You want to finger blast me again? Yeah. And Che just doesn't answer her. Um, uh, along with this auction, the school fundraising auction, where then yeah. Miranda runs into Che because, yes, Che is at the school fundraising and Chase like, sorry, yeah. I missed your DMs. Um, and then they go somewhere and have sex. And Miranda's yeah. upsetting. like, I upsetting. love you. I love you. Yeah. Which, really upsetting. Yeah. Like, this is, I, I think we are meant to be like, oh, this character is really fallen. Like, yeah. if we thought maybe it's just like, maybe there's some hope. It's just like, no, they are just in complete free fall. Also, let's not um, forget, she just gave up drinking. Like the one thing, one of the things you're supposed to do, yes, if you are in uh, enter into a relationship, right? Yeah. If you are in a twelve step program, the idea is like don't don't start dating around, you know? Yeah. Because Miranda's on that that pink cloud of I've gotten better, I'm not drinking anymore, so she's gonna immediately go and uh fuck this person and fall in love with them. I just it's oh girl, girl, 
girl, that's like all I want to say to this woman, girl, just over and over yeah. again at her until she understands. Um, also at that auction. Not enough girls in the universe. (laughs) Also at that auction, this is where, uh, Carrie is auctioned off and no one bids on her. And it's like, oh, why are we doing this to this poor woman? But I, like, and I don't want to do too much of like, I wouldn't believe this, right? But you're telling me no one would bid on her? Yeah. It feels insulting. A, a minor celebrity in this world uh, for like a charity auction? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. 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 Of course it, they would. Yeah, exactly. It just feels like, you know, we, we don't need it to be uh, an insane bitty. It could be like yeah. one person and it could People be somebody that- shoving each other <laughs> over. Like, no. <laughs> I need Carrie Bradshaw. I need that lunch. It doesn't need to be a $50, Buster Bluth. $50,000. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't need to be a Buster Bluth. Uh, yeah. situation where he goes to bid on his mother and ends up bidding yeah. on the other Lucille too. But like, yeah. it could be somebody. There could be one person who's like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll do this," and cares just like over it, and it's just like, I feel, I feel humiliated yeah. that you know I am not the hot well, stuff to trot anymore. Was there a weird guy who did it? I'm trying to remember this episode. I, I feel like maybe there was like a weird guy. It's possible. It's possible. I just feel like. You know, why further humiliate her? Uh, yes. It just doesn't. And I think this show, that is a very, humiliation is a, a motif that comes up a lot. In, <laughs> and just like that, which is like, humiliate all these characters as much as possible. Yes. This uh, is a show that is about, oh, life is about humiliation and getting older is about get humiliation. Yes. And you will be constantly humiliated by the indignities of the world and getting older. Right. Your body will fail. Your brain will go. Things will not feel real anymore. You won't understand what's going on. <laughs> things will collapse around you. Everything Wait, falls apart. Which, if we're looking at this through the lens of uh, an artistic experiment slash project, it is like, damn. Bravo. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you did it. That is astute. That yeah. is powerful. Uh, thank you for saying something in this world. Um, yeah. And speaking of humiliation, right? I think our next episode is one where, uh, Charlotte, uh, gives, uh, Harry a blowjob in the bathroom. Yeah. And her daughter Lily walks in and we see a very funny shot of a clearly <laughs> fake penis. Uh, you know, yes. I, again, not suggesting that the actor should have, uh, you know, done that. It's fine. It's just a very funny fake penis. Yes. That looked... Like a, like a funny dildo. It yes. just was like a very funny choice. It looked it like a sketch laugh. comedy dildo. Yes. Yeah. It did not necessarily would, look um, like it belonged on a, a person. A man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, and then they all, then Miranda and Carrie are like, you still blow your husband? Which I find yes. odd. Because yeah. Charlotte was the prudish one. She was the mm-hmm. one who would often, when they were at brunch chatting, be like, please don't discuss uh, in detail that that act that involved sexual fluids. I'm trying to eat a cob salad or what have you. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, for her to be like, let me relay this story to my girlfriends. They'll appreciate it. And her girlfriends would be like, ew, you still give blowjobs? In which case I'm like, like let's not let's not let's never kink shame or any of that. But this is even a kink. This is this is one oh one. This is one oh one shit that they're like. Eh. It just feels so yes. crazy to me that they're like, 
How could you get a blowjob at your age? I'm like, what? In what world? In what world is that uh, a problem? And maybe I just don't know enough people in that age bracket, but, like, I cannot for the life of me imagine somebody being like, how, what's wrong with you for giving your, uh, your life partner uh, a, a BJ? That makes no fucking sense to me. Right. Uh, I would love to address all that, but I, I can't stop thinking, Nadia, of this uh, line I thought of when you mentioned Cobb Salad, that the show would be like, while Charlotte munched on her cob, <laughs> meanwhile, uptown, Samantha slobbed on a knob. <laughs> yes, the original, uh, we got to point something out, which is in this series, um, there is a lot less introspective talking. Like at the end of each mm-hmm. episode, it's like, and just like that. And then there's kind of a, a very quick summation. Um, yes. There is no narration because Carrie doesn't have the column anymore. So it makes sense. Yes. It makes sense that there be no narration. But also has no interior life anymore. <laughs> yes. I think the- that is a deliberate <laughs> choice. <laughs> right. So we don't get these like comedic punny moments. We just have to sit. We just have to sit in yeah. the idea that like, yeah, Charlotte goes down on Harry and Shay is like, ah, we shouldn't be fucking. Um, and it, it just, you have to just sit in these terribly uncomfortable feelings instead of having Carrie punctuate them with like, meanwhile, while this thing was happening, this other thing was happening and that's part of our lives too. Like she just doesn't mm-hmm. have that going on anymore. Um, Shay ending the affair because she thought they were in an open marriage. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Did Miranda ever? Did, Shay just assumed, right? She assumed it must so. be an open marriage. Yeah. Okay, because that feels that's on that's on Shay. That's on them. Like, I don't know if you're going to embark on that kind of journey. I feel like it's important to get everybody on the same page and make sure that mm. everybody knows uh, what the score is, so that you don't end up in this kind of situation. Yeah, and then Miranda flies to see Che's gig, which is like, this is a bad idea. After, like, telling Steve she wants a divorce. Yeah. And Steve's like, I guess. It's like a very sad where he's just like, I guess so. I I guess after everything, I guess this is it. And it's just like, fuck, man. Yeah, it is sad. (laughs) Brutal. It's really really sad. It is. It's it's really sad. Just like this resigned helplessness to everything i guess this is the hand the world is dealing me and yeah. i suffer through it in yes silence. and like, i ugh. i honestly can't tell in terms of intent whether we are supposed to root for miranda in uh her flying to go see Jay perform mm-hmm. and re- and like uh agreeing to a non-traditional relationship with jay and all that i can't tell if we're supposed to root for miranda or to actually here's root my theory against her Here's my theory, Nadia. I think the show textually is presenting that we should be rooting for Miranda. But uh-huh. I think subtextually, yeah. everyone watching this is meant to take away this is deeply wrong. Yes. And this is deeply unsettling. And nothing good can come from this. Not saying like you can't get a divorce or this or that, but it's just like this course of action and pursuing uh, this person is not a good idea. I don't, <laughs> I don't think we yeah. are... Even though the show is saying, like, root for her. Oh, this is great. Wow. She's, like, following her heart. I think we are meant to be like, oh, no. Yeah. In which case, I think it's brilliant. 
Um, yeah. Because it's, yeah. it's, it's a thing that I think is very human, very relatable. We've yeah. all had uh, a friend or more do something incredibly stupid or throw away their lives in some regard, and they're not always able to get it back um, in the way that, mm-hmm. you know, they think they might be able to when they realize they've made a huge mistake. Uh, second rest of development reference this episode. And there's an element where I feel as if what they're saying is, what do you think, audience? How do you feel about this? It is open to interpretation in a way. Mm. Because they don't, again, within the show, like you said, there's a lot of support behind it. And yet, and yet, there are so many signs that are like, mm, we're not sure about this. Uh, not, not so sure. Uh, that, and then I feel like the B story just becomes, Carrie has a neighbor who's, uh, young and hot and, uh, yes. hangs out outside on the stoop. Yeah. And Carrie's like, it's like, I want to be a young person. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which to me which, feels like. Again, <laughs> showing it's like, you didn't learn anything. You yes. Didn't, it's <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like she started the radical acceptance journey and then went, but no, I hate, but what I if hate I'm, age. What if I'm 30 again? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. In yeah. which case, it's like, I, I, yeah, no lessons learned uh, whatsoever. Uh, it's yes. sa- same with the following episode, which feels, this is one where I was like, oh, things are coming to a head. So Miranda gets Karen Charlotte to do, uh, like, repainting, rebuilding a women's shelter. Okay, mm-hmm. good. So that means Starts Ni- off great. Yeah, Naya's there, and then they're they're bringing other folks into this as well. Um, care. Uh, yeah. This Actually, is- can we talk about? I, I would like to talk about because I think uh, Nadia. I would like you to talk about um, uh, all the the tampon stuff from the perspective okay. of a woman. Okay, Matt, but from yes. a perspective of a Jew, I would like to talk about all the bat mitzvah stuff. <laughs> okay, so I got this one for you, Matt. Okay, so in this episode, while they're doing this work shelter stuff, um, Lily basically comes to her mom, Charlotte, and is like. I don't need, I don't know how to use a tampon. She, she's going to a pool party soon. It's going to be fancy. And she's like, how the fuck do I use a tampon? And her mom, uh, just like, does not know how to go about this. Um, and then uh, the, the big lesson for Charlotte, I think, is kind of learning, like, how to show up for your kid, even in these awkward moments. Uh, I think it's true to Charlotte's character that, like, my guess is that when Charlotte was 12, her par- her waspy parents were just like, when a woman's time arrives, <laughs> you. And then they just left a box in a bathroom and they were like, well, read the directions. And <laughs> it just mm-hmm. like didn't explain anything to her. But we live in a yeah. different age. And it, it feels, it does not feel unreasonable at all. But that said, Charlotte is going through something, which is her buddy Anthony bringing a friend to dinner. And then yes. the friend... I would like to speak on this. Yes. <laughs> I would like please, to speak on please. this. Well, oh, well, first we should say that also the, the big resolution of, I guess, like Charlotte in this, she thinks she's going through menopause and it's like we're at a, a new stage of life. Yes. But at the end, uh, then uh, we see a big uh, period stain on her pants. She is not going yes. through menopause. Yes. Again, which thinking, is also I why think I never wear this theme pants. of... Yeah, I am moving on with my life. Oh, no, I am I, not. I'm going back. Right, exactly. <laughs> In a yeah, way. I'm regressing. And another humiliation. It's yes. my first period. Um, yes, but Anthony uh, 
wants to bring over, I think, for Shabbat, right? I believe because yes. uh, they're celebrating Shabbat uh, dinner. Uh, and this is the, the plan of the idea. Rock is uh, about to turn 13, about to have a bat mitzvah. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, and this will come up uh, in the last episode of the season, a b'nai mitzvah, which is the general gender neutral term mm-hmm. for a bar or bat mitzvah. Bar One exists. for boys, bat for girls, b'nai Gender neutral. Mm-hmm. So, um, Rock uh, doesn't really want to do it. Okay, that'll uh, be set up the next one. Anthony's like, I would like to bring this guy I'm dating over for dinner. I would say first mistake is you should not bring someone you are just kind of seeing over for a dinner like this. Yeah, you know, with your like close friends. Yeah, like even though he's not like Jew, it's Jewish or uh, maybe he wouldn't know so much about Shabbat. It's not like Shabbat is like this. Uh, I mean, it is a is a holy day, but mm-hmm. it's not this like gigantic like how dare you do this? But it's like don't don't bring someone you maybe went on two dates with, you know, to this like little dinner party kind yes. of thing. Like don't do that. Um, meanwhile, uh, this guy, <laughs> the comedic moment, I guess, uh, all this. There's like a big build up to bring this guy over. Blah 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 blah. This guy says the Holocaust was it real? Yeah. And then it's a hard cut, and that's that. Yeah. Um, I believe Anthony says out or something like that. And then yeah. it's just like, that's that. Really, really wild. One, to be like, I would say like to not know this about someone you're dating. Like even if you went on a couple dates, it's like, oh, I really misjudged you if you're the kind of person who believes the Holocaust was fake. Yeah. Also you know? feel like if you're a uh, a conspiracy theorist of that ilk, yeah. that stuff tends they to come up pretty- They talk about this a lot. Yeah. It's like yeah, their yeah. favorite thing. If you're yeah. like a 9-11 truther, it's like the first thing you bring up to people. And also, it's like their I'm gauge curious- for like, are you a sheep or are you in the know? <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, yeah. you think, Anth- I mean, it just makes me think Anthony fucked this guy twice and went, I got to bring a date. Yeah, but you don't. Yeah, uh, yeah, you, you, really you could have just shut up solo. It's fine. Yeah. Also, a thing that is very weird to me is like this guy, right, was told he was going to a Shabbat dinner with Jews. Yeah. You think he would be like, I'm not going to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why would he go there? Yeah. Like, this guy is anti-Semitic. Why is he like, yeah, this is exactly how I want to spend my time. In a, yeah. a Jewish household doing Jewish things. It's like, I feel like he'd be like, no, 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 no. Yeah. I'm not doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or like, or it would have come up. It would have been like, no, no, no. I'm going to yeah. go. But I'm going to bring up some uncomfortable truths his words yeah uh and then like again just meant to be like a humiliation for everybody it's like everyone feels awful like everyone ha- like one these jews have to now encounter anti-semitism uh anthony has to feel embarrassed that he brought this into their home but there's no we don't deal with the fallout it just is like look at this awful thing that happened and yeah. then life more awful things will continue to happen <laughs> there is no like resolution to it which i yes. think is so interesting it's the hard cut there are too many hard cuts in life you don't get closure yes you don't know what's happening things just happen to you and it's discombobulating um much like uh carrie and the guy she had the first date with oh we should mention so that guy he ends up being the bitter of that luncheon and goes oh, hey yes, i teach yes, at the school you know, mm-hmm. let, let me let me make up our first date. Um, and then mm-hmm. they realize when they go on a second date, like uh, neither of us are ready, um, which is yeah. pretty uh, cool of that guy yeah. who works at this private school 
to then donate his salary back to that school yeah. <laughs> for that fundraiser. You know what I mean? Yes. Where it's like, hey, we need money for like supplies. <laughs> and he's just like, I guess I'll just pay for it out of pocket <laughs> like, yeah. again, rather than like a parent, like a hedge fund manager. I, I hope the date was a tax write-off. Yeah, yeah, like I, like, I hope he was able on TurboTax like, to just be like, Carrie, okay. I make 35 grand a year yeah. even at this primary <laughs> school. It's awful. It's like, I gotta, I gotta bring in like my own overhead projector. They won't even like give me that. I gotta lug it around Manhattan. We're I gotta still use know, a laser hop on disc. the D train <laughs> yeah, with this big projector. It's clunky. <laughs> I'm just holding it on my lap. I, I tried, hope there's I a I tried seat. to ask for a cab there's fare. A... They said no. Yeah. And it's just like, and now I got to be like, okay, what do you need? Seven grand for this chair? It's like, just all like, right, here you go. It's just the largest sigh as he whips out his wallet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it sort of leads to this thing where I think Carrie's going, okay, I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. I don't know when I'm going to be ready yet. And then she and Steve, which makes sense that they would have, like, hung out all these years, uh, mm-hmm. is like, you know, I hope you can find somebody again. And he's like, I'm always going to be married to Miranda, which is like, yeah, it does kind of feel that way when you're in a relationship that long. Um, they have a child together. Like, he's he's going to have uh, problems with that. That said, then I feel like Carrie's like, ugh. Well, what she does is she washes um, her hands and uh, almost mm-hmm. loses her uh, ring, her wedding ring, down a sink drain and forces Steve to go fetch it for her. Which feels like, on the one hand, yes, okay, it's your friend. He probably knows, th- we know that he knows a thing or two about uh, handyman work. But I think it's like her, her general way of being during that whole scene where she's like completely freaked out. And I get it. She's freaked mm-hmm. out because it's like, it symbolizes all this other stuff. On the other hand, I'm like, mm, why, why are you freaking out this much, this hard around your friend who's going through a break? I don't know. It, it was. Yes. But I think it's important to note. She gets the ring back, right? Yes. It is not like, Oh, I lost the thing and now I have to lose it and move on. Right. It's like, no, it is still with me again. Yes. So it's like, I don't have to take that next step. I can regress back into it. And while she does put it away and then goes on another date at the end of the episode, it is like, it is such a, like, a, like we don't get the, I would say like obvious metaphor, right? Of yeah. like, I lost it and it's gone. Yeah. It's like, I almost lost it, but then it came back to me, but it, it doesn't fill me with any sort of like purpose or hope. It just sort of weighs on me. And I need to just, like, keep it, but, like, out of sight. And while it's, like, its energy continues to pulsate throughout my whole life. Like, it's not a moving on. It is a, like, moving away from Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Which I think is is so weird and so interesting. Yes, because it's not a, I'm accepting that this is gone. Nor Mm -hmm. am I thinking ahead and taking off rings before I wash them in what is clearly, like, an open drain. Uh, yeah. like I never, I always take my engagement ring off when I go to take a shower because there, our drain is more just like one big whole kind of situation. I'm like, I know myself, these rings are going to mm-hmm. slip and I'm going to just suddenly lose something very valuable to me. Uh, it, it kind of makes no, I don't know. It's, it's one of those, like you said, there's no, the obvious metaphor is not there. So what is the purpose behind this apart from just like Carrie's 
moving on, but also not. Yes, which ain't that. Okay, great. (laughs) Ain't that it? Okay, great. Yeah, it's Um, it's no resolution. Uh, No resolution. Uh, So our final episode. Yes. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna punt this to you, Matt, because I feel like okay, you're gonna. I'll start with the yeah, the they mitzvah plot line, which is. A lot of uh, issues with this as a, a Jew, and just in terms of like how this works. So you mean, you mean they they tried to do Judaica and it was a Judea can't? <laughs> yes, yeah, that's exactly that's exactly it. It was a Judea can't. <laughs> um, so, uh, for those who don't know, uh, for your uh, B'nai Mitzvah, you take lessons and, and you kind of learn, you know, how to the prayers and things like that. Um, it is uh, days before. Uh, rocks uh, they mitzvah again could just be called the b'nai mitzvah is the gender neutral term but they wanted a, a little clever thing uh, which is weird because it doesn't rhyme with like bat mitzvah you know mm-hmm. what I mean it rhymes with b'nai mitzvah mm-hmm. so it's like but that's what that means yes so I, it's like I don't I don't understand they mitzvah as a, a term yes um, but anyway days before the rabbi's like this person is unprepared uh, Rock is unprepared to have a, a, a B'nai Mitzvah. Mm-hmm. Um, this would have been caught months before. Y- you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you do like weekly lessons. You do, you know, yes. there's a lot of check-ins. So it's like, you, it wouldn't be like you're just showing up at the end and be like, oh, I don't know anything. Yes. This, you know what I mean? Like uh, this yeah. wouldn't happen. Yeah, no, I have to- a, a young future niece who uh, went through classes and decided to opt out of getting a bat mitzvah. And this was decided long before the date, long yeah, yeah. before the date happen. had been established. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so then they're like, well, we need a new rabbi. Yeah. Uh, again, I have to pause. Not a thing that happens because you do this through your synagogue yeah. and your synagogue has a rabbi. Yes. So you don't just bring in a hired gun. <laughs> To be like, well, I'll just do it. <laughs> Slip me like 500 bucks in an envelope and I'll just take care of this real fast. That doesn't happen. It's the synagogue's uh, rabbi. You yeah. don't just get a, a wandering Jew off the street to just do this. But they decide to bring in a transgender rabbi who um, I guess is okay with the fact that Rock is uh, unprepared, which would not be the case because... Uh, regardless of whether a rabbi is cisgender or transgender, being Jewish is kind of their whole deal. Yeah, they uh, went to It's one of the most it. important it's things. Literally, in their, their life. life. Yeah, so they would not want to uh, b'nai mitzvah someone who does not seem to hold any regard for the ceremony and and all that uh, that entails. Yeah. Um. So and then we go to the ceremony. Friends, family, everyone's gathered. Rock does not want to do it. Uh, kind of backs out after agreeing to do it uh, last minute on the, on the Bima in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, this then pivots to well, Charlotte goes, I'll just get a bat mitzvah. I'll just do it. Right. And then they do that. Yeah. Which a what? thing that would never happen. Yeah. Not only would it never, ever happen, you don't just be like, oh, I'll just sub in anyone for this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you're, the Torah portion you read is like picked out for you. It's based on like your birthday and things like that. So it's like, 
it it doesn't like the, you can't just sub in and also uh, Charlotte who did not study for this would not know what she was doing. Yeah. Like unless she was some sort of Judaica scholar, which she is not. Right. Even though she, you know, takes Judaism seriously as a, a Jewish uh, convert, uh, you don't know all these Torah portions off the top of your dome. You just don't. Uh, and how to like chant them and the inflection and all that. You just don't know that. That's what all the lessons are for. Unless Charlotte was a cantor or a rabbi, she could not just step in and do this. Um, but does. And also then there's the thing of nobody feels to ask like, hey, why did your mom just do this instead of you? <laughs> you know what I mean? That is so deeply embarrassing it- to have your friends and family be like, I'm here for your B'nai Mitzvah. And then your mom just did it instead? It's weird. It's so weird on so many levels. It's, it's. It's really upsetting. It's like really like a very, and that's a funny thing to happen because that's so crazy, but it's never dealt with as like, isn't that deeply humiliating to like chicken out in front of everybody and then be like, oh, my mom just did it. Yeah. It's It's also just like, it's such a big, important part of a, of Jewish that like even if you opt out of it uh it there's to me it feels like within this world there is no way that Charlotte nor Harry would be like hey um you're do you want to do this do you want to go through this? like this n- these conversations would have been happening it would have been this entire time like every Saturday you're going to Hebrew school or you're going after school or what have you um, to learn this stuff, and now that you're going into this year of studying for this thing, like they would, it feels like Charlotte's the kind of person that would be like, like quizzing them almost. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes, I want to yeah, hear you, you like would... practice it in the shower. I want to hear you do your Torah portion. As opposed, but she's disconnected from her kids entirely, which True. I think is what's so interesting. It's like everyone is an island. Everyone. Um, is in their own little world and no one is relating to each other. And that's why everything feels so unreal and everything feels like just like a big mess. Yes. But we are continuing to just like plot along and just kind of drag the carcass of our relationships uh, forward into the future. And it's <laughs> psycho. It's truly psycho. So that's the that's the resolution to the, the Judaism yes. uh, plot. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about uh, Carrie's uh, story in this sure. episode? Sure. I mean, Carrie basically is like, uh, do I move on? Do I not move on? And then she gets starts getting signs from John that uh, mm-hmm. uh, he, or what she believes the signs are basically like, start yeah, dating again. Like a again. light flickers. Yeah. Yes. And it's, uh, I mean, these kinds of things happen, I think. Not just in grief, but like I'm sure you've mm-hmm. heard the many, many stories that people will have where it's, you know, my uncle passed and then this thing happened and it was a sign, right? So like yes. you take what you can in order to make sense of the universe. So in this case, mm-hmm. Carrie's taking the flickering as a sign of like, okay, it's time I can go date. Um, I have permission, essentially, which may be mm-hmm. something she felt like she needed. Uh, and on her one year anniversary has this dream that he wants to be in Paris. And this whole time she's had his ashes because she doesn't really know what to do with them yet, which also mm-hmm. a thing that happens. So she decides to scatter his ashes in the, 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 the scene, the salon? Sign. The sign. Sane. Sane. Sign. I'm not a Francophile. I apologize for my absolute butchering of the French language. Uh, uh, I was about to say now see, and I'm like, that's not even the right word. For sorry. I Thank, you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank apologies you. Apologies for I ruining that. the language. Thank no you. No apologies Thank necessary. You. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So she goes to Scatter's Ashes, which just sort of gave me flashbacks to when I was a young lass. I worked at Disneyland because I lived, I grew up in Orange County. Um, mm. It is well known that they vacuum up the ashes that people continue to spread in the Haunted Mansion. Like, nearly every day, somebody brings in a box of ashes and dumps them in the Haunted Mansion, and that shit just gets vacuumed up, people. Um, and that that is sort of what this reminded me of, where it was like this, what is meant to be a very cathartic moment, uh, when I spread my mother's ashes, it was a very cathartic moment. Um, it's very emotional, it really, you know, fills you with every possible feeling imaginable. And yet, I think it maybe it's just something shot or something, but it just kind of felt like she went bleh and like dumped him out of a, a per purse or something. Like it was, it was yes. just like bleh. It just didn't feel like um, a th it felt kind of like a and we're done as opposed yeah, to it, it, the actual scattering, which is sort of maybe what I imagined. Yes, and also I think it's very deeply funny that the show really doesn't like touch on this, and this is meant for the viewer to sort of intuit is. Kira just decides to put his ashes in Paris. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. Like, you can't it's like, do not that. like they had a discussion. She was like, oh, I just had a dream that he wanted it there. Yeah. Which, you know, like, it's like fair enough, but it's like no one ever was just like, do you think maybe you just want to do this? Or it's like, it's for you. It's just like the like an ultimate humiliation. Like, even in death, it's like you get, it's like, oh, uh, you're going to be in Paris because I just decided. Because it's like you have no more agency over yourself. Because I, I, I think of this episode, right? It was like John's brother comes yeah. and it's like he should be in the family like mausoleum or something yeah. like that and, and then carrie goes against the brother's wishes and be like no you're going to be scattered in the the same so is, it is like yeah. this thing of like oh you might have wanted something else or your family wants something else or you but it's like but even in death you have no it's like or not even in death you just have no control anymore. And it's like you would just be humiliated and <laughs> your, your fucking ex-wife on a whim is going to be like, no, you're going to be in Paris because I like Paris. Like, I want to go to Paris. Which Wait, is like, yes, and it that's, just, it ain't that the fucking, <laughs> that's just what it is, man. It's like, world sucks. <laughs> Things suck. Things are humiliating. Like, it is unfair, <laughs> brutally unfair. And it's just like, yeah. You live this life. You think you made a lot of money. Oh, I, I'm uh, I'm this big hotshot. I worked for you know J.P. Morgan or whatever, and I have all this control and all this power. And in the end, your fucking ex just goes like, "I like Paris." And it's just like, "Well, there you go. You're yeah. in the river." It's like, "No, I had a mausoleum." Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I had no, a whole thing set sorry. up in advance, and you just yeah. ignored that. You acted nope. selfishly. Not only yes. that, but like, pretty sure it's illegal to just. Take ashes on a plane. And yeah, that's that would be a, a funny thing. I don't, I don't remember exactly. See. I don't remember if there was um in this episode. I th I have a feeling that there was something alluding to like, can you just do that? But it did feel a little bit like I, I can't remember for sure if that happened or not. But the idea that like, you know, what if what if uh, a French government official, uh, a policeman or what have you, just was like, what are you doing? And she's yeah, like, I would have loved her, to have seen that in her broken French. She's like, no, 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 it's my husband. Merci, he merci. He loved it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, yeah. So, in as um, a result, she comes back. Oh, well, she texts Samantha, 
who then texts yes, back. Yes, and they agreed to meet up in London. Right. So I guess the idea here is that, hey, they're mending their friendship, even though if we're not going to see Samantha as a person. Um, it, certainly not in a regular sense. And then she goes back to New York and starts a Sex and the City podcast, which to me yes. feels like, why was that not the first thing? Why, yeah. why did you not start that shit in 2008? would have been you yeah. and Marin. And then Marin interviewing you, you know, yeah. Carrie, who are your guys? guys? And it's like, my guys? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, well, I've dated like half the men on the little nah, side. Nah, nah, like, nah, nah, your guys, you. your guy, who are you? Yeah. And then, <laughs> Carrie, you ever met yeah, Lauren? Like, What's he like? Yeah. You ever date Nick DiPaolo? <laughs> <laughs> that would uh, be great. I would love to see a Sex and the City where she dates like New York, like a seller comics. You I, know? yes, also would love to see that. I would. <laughs> It's like Louie meets Sex in the City. I'd love to see Carrie like invade their weekly poker game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just show up and be like, "Oh, I played. I know how to. I know how to handle cards." And she like tries to shuffle, yeah. and they Bill scatter Burr's everywhere. Just like, what's she doing? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um. So her podcast becomes this big success, as opposed to the the sex podcast she was on. That I guess she's still doing. I guess the idea is she's just like. Making pods now. Okay, great. Well, it's like a new... I think the show changed to Sex and the City because uh, to go to uh, Che and Miranda's storyline. Oh, yes. Yes. uh, Che announces at a bar. Yes. uh, Invites Miranda to a bar. Miranda's like, wait, why is your mom here? Why is your grandma here? And Che sings a song announcing that they have a pilot uh, that got picked up and is going to be shooting in LA this summer. Um, So... And then Miranda, I guess, turns down an internship. Yeah. Which it was unclear to me why she... This internship was only brought up in this episode. I didn't know she was needing an internship. Yeah. I would assume that her decades of experience would get her yeah, to yeah, the yeah. front of the line, but whatever. Yeah. Okay. She So she needed. She turns down this law internship to go uh, live with Che in LA while Che is filming a pilot, which yeah. this can only be awful. It's just yes. a complete disaster. Che has to quit their podcast because you cannot record remotely. Right. Um, you can't put it on pause right. for three months. You just have to quit your podcast job. Yeah, you can't go uh, on a hiatus. You can't do anything. And listen, if Che wanted to just quit the pod, I think that would have been actually a real funny scene for yeah, yeah. them like, to, go, to go <laughs> on and just walk out. Like, that would have been very yeah. funny. There would have been something... Uh, revealing about their character and you would have yes. gotten to see Carrie interact with Che in a different way and then go, ah, yeah. And Miranda's. Bobby Lee, poor Bobby Lee, yes. had, you know, lost this sweet gig. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's just, just like, like, oh, because you want to, you're just done? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I guess, I guess I'm just done. And like, okay. now some of our listeners are probably familiar with the biz, but for those who are not, when somebody, let's say I told Matt, hey, my pilot has been picked up. I sold a pilot, mm-hmm. and now we are going to shoot the pilot. That just means that a studio has agreed to pay for one episode, that then they're going to review, tweak, go through lots of changes, and then if that works, it will go to series. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but Shay didn't say, my, we're going to series. And even if that is the implication... No. In this day and age, in the middle of the uh, WGA strike, the whole point is that even if your pilot is picked up, you are not paid the same rate. You do not have the same number of episodes. So it's not as if it's the 80s where 
Che is going to get, you know, the Che show, and then it's yeah. going to air on ABC for 22 Ugh. episodes uh, for five Not years. Either. You just gave me an idea uh-huh. of what I hope happens in season two, uh-huh. which is they shoot, they pick it up, they shoot a season of the Che show. It is supposed to be on like HBO Max or whatever, and then it never gets put on. Oh there. my God, they cancel it. They cancel it for yeah, tax reasons. Before, before it's aired. Just, Holy <laughs> shit, yes. And Miranda's just like, I, you didn't even, it didn't even come out. Yeah. Like she, they, they worked so hard. She worked so hard and it didn't even air. Um, yeah, that, that to me feels much more realistic. And if that's what happens, yeah. I will stand up and applaud by myself yeah. in my living room because that is the, that will have then been the most realistic thing to ever happen. Uh, across 25 years yeah. of this franchise. And then, franchise. like, Che will, like, go, like, alt-right. Or so, you know what I mean? Like, just be like, I need to find a new audience. So it's like, <laughs> instead of being, like, a proud boy, it'll be like, uh, they'll be like, I'm a proud they. You know what I mean? Like, the non-binary. Oh, yeah. I like, mean. White supremacists. There, there's, like, uh, yeah, it'll, <laughs> there, there will be a shift. There will be a shift yeah. where suddenly, um, honestly, no, actually what I think it'll become is that when when Che's pilot fails, Che will then go on tour and then become like a um, a Chappelle-esque, like, yeah, yeah, because it's like woke is in, over. Yeah, like, I live in Indiana done. now. I live in Indiana yeah, because so now these I'm people like, get me. Can you believe me. it? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It'll become that. Uh, because yeah. they're mad at the industry. Uh, yeah, like Che's hanging out with like Elon Musk. Yes. And it's just yeah. like, what's going on? Yes. Oh my God. Is Carrie gonna have Joe Rogan on her podcast? <laughs> like, is uh, Joe Rogan gonna talk great. about sensory deprivation tanks? And then Carrie's gonna be like, "Well, one time I was on a date and he blindfolded me, <laughs> and then we had sex." Like, is that what it's going to be? <laughs> I would love if they were like, "Yeah, you got to go on Rogan, and Rogan's gonna come on you, and that's yes. how we promote." Yes, oh, I, so I genuinely do. For season two, wish to see. A Carrie has to promote her pod in a very specific way, or have a uh, an entertainer, actor, filmmaker, uh, whatever somebody somebody of note, a politician. Uh-huh. It's like uh, come Carrie. On. It's like you got to interview Jordan Peterson <laughs> on, on your podcast. It's like what? It's just like it's going to be big. It'll do numbers. Like trust me. And he's just like, well, you see, the thing with the wokes are is it's uh. They're trying to make everyone into a non-binary. And then Carrie's just like, uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. And then yeah. Carrie's like, well, I know a non-binary person. And they're fantastic. They're fabulous. <laughs> and then she'll, she, Carrie will just get offended and just be like, I don't want to have this conversation any longer. And then just like rip her at the cans off her head. And they're like chasing her down. Um, and uh-huh. by them, I mean this guy, Franklin, whose name apparently is spelled F-R-A-N-K- L Y N. You like could have given me a hundred tries to spell this name like that, and I never would have guessed Franklin. Was <laughs> Apparently, it's Franklin L-Y-N. with a Y. Uh, and and the last shot we see in the episode, uh, she hooks is, up with her boss. Yeah, yeah uh, which, a, a, a bad idea for bad, anyone, bad idea especially generally. a woman in her fifties. Yes. Who should know that's a bad idea. Yeah. But again, it is presented as this triumphant moment. But I think we were meant to be like, oh, no. Yeah. This is, this is bad. Yeah. 
This yeah. is deeply wrong. Yeah, it's it's uh it's not great. It's not great. Uh, which it's then brings me to beyond the podcast. What other uh, predictions do you have, and uh, for this uh, coming season? You know, I was really thinking about this, and I was like, I think I don't. I think trying to predict this is a fool's errand because I think this show will take another <laughs> wild big swing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. I could see it's like even being like, oh, like we said, like oh, Chase show won't come out. It's like. I'm almost going to say my prediction is like there's a huge time jump. Like they're going to go forward like four years Ooh, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and it's I like get we're, that. It's like that's its own thing and this is its own separate contained story. I That's my prediction is like we're going to jump forward. Yeah. Uh, I could honestly see like, that happening halfway through. Like we get the first mm-hmm. five episodes of like this is the current timeline and then five episodes like two years later. That kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, there's... What are your predictions? What do you well, think? I know you have a bunch. Yes. Well, there's a few things that come to mind, which is, like, we were kind of sexless in the city mm-hmm. for season mm-hmm. one because we're dealing with grief and loss and all these other things that are not... that don't make a person particularly horny. But now we end on this, like, spring is blooming again, wink, wink, kind of kiss mm-hmm. in the elevator with her boss. So it definitely feels like, how are we going to reintroduce sex? And, like, does it... Does, like, that matter? Is it just going to be... I mean, the the most sex we saw was the finger blasting and the blowjob. So, like, are we going to... Is is suddenly everybody going to be fucking? You know, are we going to see all these people fucking, like, crazy? Just an orgy. Just an insane orgy. Just like a Matrix uh, 2 style. (laughs) Just, like, what (laughs) kind... (laughs) What? (laughs) All these bodies writhing all over the place. I'm telling you, it would be really interesting to be like, what if you found out that one of your like closest friends was like, yeah, we're in an ethical non-monogamy uh, marriage now, or we're swingers, yeah. or we're open, or we're poly, or what have you. Like, exploring that kind of stuff would be fascinating and interesting for me uh, as a viewer to watch, and I kind of hope that they go in that direction. Um, I also predict that other modern events are going to are going to come into play. Like, I think mm. we're going to hear about the Ukraine. Russia oh, conflict. Oh, 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 oh my God. Wow. <laughs> I think we're going to hear yes. about, well, because we heard about COVID. Charlotte's going to be draped in the Ukrainian flag <laughs> like, all the time. <laughs> Harry's grandmother fled Ukraine um, is what she's going to say. Carrie's going to call someone's Putin's puppet. <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, that's going to be, oh, I hope. Like, I'm, I'm wow. trying to think of stuff that's happened over the last year that's not necessarily um, culturally impactful, but, like, rather actual events. Because I was surprised that they brought up COVID. And, like, I, mm-hmm. they, they brought it up initially, and then it kind of came up here and there, here and there. They'd reference okay. things. Okay, here's what I'm going to say. Here's what I'm going to say. The slap at the Oscars. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I think, yeah. I think, I'm not saying a whole plot line will be about the slap. But no. maybe a line will be like, I, like... I, f- I felt like uh, Chris Rock at the Oscars. Yes. Yeah. It might. Yeah. It might not be a whole thing where Harry or Steve or somebody else goes and hits somebody and goes, keep your mother fuck. Keep my wife's motherfucking yeah. name out your motherfucking mouth. Like that may not happen, but I do like, think it will be referenced. It's like you hit me like that. Like I was Chris Rock. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like receiving like Harry was receiving a lot of information or something. It's just like, oh, I feel like I'm Chris Rock and you're Will Smith. 
there there is an element of like um something that came up online if you're not totally plugged in um was something mm-hmm. a while back uh west elm caleb and i think if they did a oh, west yes. elm caleb west episode elm. yes so for those who don't know west elm caleb was essentially um quite a number of women in new york turned out to have gone on dates with this guy caleb who works at west elm and called him out for uh just kind of being a ghosty, ghosty 24-year-old, which... Yeah, being, being like, cheesy. Yes, Like, he yes. reused the same mixtape or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. just kind of fuckboy behavior. Just it, a lame dude. It yeah. happens. As this show continues to point out, things suck, and they cut off, and they just happen to you. And this is one of those yeah. instances. But I do think it would be okay. kind of funny to see a world in which some of our newly singled ladies or other people involved end up in a West Elm Caleb sitch of like being Let me ghosted. Throw this out. Lily mm-hmm. dates West Elm Caleb. Yes, but so like the Lily, high school version. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. it won't be him because it's like they don't want it. So it'll be like, yeah, like a version of that. Yes. And Charlotte's like, my daughter's with a fuck boy? Yeah. Like, yes. You know, like yes. That kind of- yeah. That and like uh, there's something that really worries me about um this is this is a real thing that worries me, which is uh with AI worries me in general. But mm-hmm. this idea that you can kind of kind of um, create revenge porn with AI, mm, um, mm-hmm. and so there's a part of me that goes you can put like, someone's face on someone else's body. Yes, I think that there's a direction that the show's taken that it's much more drama than comedy. So it has comedic yeah. moments, obviously, but because it's more dramedy or drama first in this version, I can see a world where like a revenge porn thing happens to one of the kids or like. You know, to Carrie and, and Franklin. Like, Franklin turns out to be a bad dude, ah! and is like, "Oh, guess what? Like, here's my tell-all. Ah! Or, you know what I mean? Like, I slept with Carrie Bradshaw. Yes. And then she's like, "That's not even me." Yeah, I mean, and my- then like Samantha <laughs> maybe has to come back because we all know Kim Cattrall. There's going to be a cameo. Maybe right. Samantha is just like, "F off, creep." You know, some kind she of provides like the slap. The second slap mm-hmm. from uh, around the world. Yes, yes, um, yeah. She slaps him. Oh, that'd I, be great. My okay. my general my general other predictions are that Carrie is going to act like the same insane, untherapized thirty something with Franklin because she settled into a marriage with somebody. But like, when you haven't dated in that long, she's just going to kind of revert back to old habits and old patterns of behavior. With Miranda, I think she's going to watch that pilot taping and go this. This is what I left my life for, and it's going to have to, like, have a come-to-Jesus moment, potentially. Yeah, there Um, has to be some sort of reckoning. Yes, with Charlotte, uh, I think she's going to end up in this huge, massive dinner argument about Palestine. Um, Ooh, that's a good current event to talk about, yeah. She's just going to... She's going to be like... (laughs) Yeah. And the show is going to be very (laughs) pro-Israel. It's yes. going to yes. like give a little bit of lip service to it's like maybe it's bad that we are bulldozing uh Palestinian homes. Maybe yeah. this occupation is immoral, but at the end of the day, you gotta back you gotta back the blue. Yeah. <laughs> you, you gotta back that white and blue. Yeah, I feel like some I feel like Charlotte right will get wrong. involved in some sort of big political discussion and kind of put her foot in her mouth and be an ass about it. Um Samantha will prove to be kind of the only sane one. And yes, we'll get that little glimpse and we'll just be like, God, I, I miss her. Uh, Anthony will be embarrassed that he is now dating a successful drag queen. 
Um, Ooh, that's good. I think also like apps, right? He'll be like, yes. I'm on these apps now. Yeah. Like, I don't understand these apps. Right. Like, he'll be like, I'm on, I'm on Grinder, and I've, uh, I've grinded too much, and, and now. <laughs> yeah, grinded to a halt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, there. Yeah. I would like if they showed with Anthony like an exploration of if you're gay and you're this age, if you're gay and male and you're this age, uh, what's your relationship status like what do you do and what is he looking for because it felt yeah. like he didn't really want to be married right right like and they were like i don't was. want a monogamous relationship right. so like what is this i also um, i would this is just a secret wish i would love a blair underwood returned blair underwood mm. was in the original and was a paramour of miranda's and i think that would be delightful if miranda was faced with like okay so are you in love with che did you just want to be different? Did you just want to get out of your marriage with Steve, but actually you're maybe more a hetero than you think you are? Um, or even if there was some other person from the past that, like, we could point to and say, like, well, is it Che specifically? Or is it Miranda was opening and exploring her sexuality? Um, or was it just um, being married to Steve was way more of a drag than we all thought? Right. Well... Uh, Nadia, this has been very long. Yes. <laughs> we have gone on for a lot of time. This may be uh, multiple episodes. We'll see um, how this all gets edited. But yes. I think we can both agree that we're both very excited for this. Oh, season. yes. I and am very much looking to forward to it. It's going to be Bring a our blast. takes uh, right to your ears. Yes. Yes. Uh, I'm, via I'm looking. this podcast. Again, these, these people are unmoored, confused, and covered in piss. And I can't wait to see. What happens to them next? How much more piss they get covered in? <laughs> How much more piss can one person take? <laughs> All right. So with that, I guess I have been Matthew Brian Cohen. And I've been Nadia Osman. And we'll see and you next time. see you next time. <laughs> we'll see you in the city. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We'll figure out a, a tagline. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye.